baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us on a Friday. Yes, indeed. It's now 7 past 5 o'clock at 106.3 WORD. And uh, Katie has picked up her cell phone to give us a call. Hi, Katie. Hey, baby doll. Is this now the new Jimbo Hannon show? No, this is just the old Bobby Mack show, but uh, he has taken some much-needed time off trying to break 60 on the Pebble Beach golf course, and he'll be back Monday. Oh, he went out to California. No, I made wow. that up. That that was a little joke, Katie. Actually, he hasn't been trying to to break sixty at Pebble Beach. That's just a joke. I'm not sure where he went. Obviously, uh, I, I really he had don't. To break sixty. That's amazing because well, that would be. Like, but you have to understand that some today is golf your age. Yeah, exactly. Well, you see, sometimes we we make things up about each other, and uh, <laughs> and I always like to make fun. Bob is an avid golfer. I would be willing to bet that the week off involved a fair amount of golf, but no, he's not really trying to break sixty at Pebble Beach, except maybe oh, on the, except maybe maybe sixty on the first say ten holes. But I digress. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well. This is one of those set your way back time machines because this takes place slightly after 9-11. My husband had reserve duty at Arnold Air Force Base, and so not realizing that he had never gotten his security security clearance transferred, he packs up his go bag, which includes his helmet, his used supply of 16, um, his gun, all the stuff that he needs to survive in case he gets deployed. And I get it back Sunday night. Uh And we still don't know why he wasn't kept. He gets ready to retire in two years later, and he retires. And we have a great party and the whole bit. Uh Two weeks later, the man gets a phone call from the FBI inquiring about his security clearance. Huh. Uh, Inquiring about his, okay, they were inquiring about his security clearance. What he was doing at Arnold Air Force Base, Tullahoma, setting up the reserve program, did not require, did not require a security clearance. Hmm. Despite the fact that it's one of the most secure bases we have because of the nature of their work. Well, that's odd. <laughs> that's not what he uh, said. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've uh, absolutely, yeah, I, uh, I have uh, have been on a few secure bases like Fort Meade, Maryland, the home of the National Security Agency, and uh, uh, you don't have to have a clearance to get on base, but you have to have a clearance to go just about anywhere. So, yeah, go ahead, tell me more. Okay, well, this one's totally different. Uh, he works at that little engine factory up the street from you. Uh-huh. And he used to travel probably 40% during the year back then. And so right after the uh, airlines got to go back to work, 
dropped him off at GSP. And I'm driving into GSP, and there is this kid. I swear, this kid shouldn't be shaving, but he was. And he had an M16, and he was dressed in fatigues, and he had a stripe on his sleeve, and he challenged us. And we were like, what? They had to, before you even got anywhere near the parking buildings or the terminal, they had to see somebody's ticket. And if they didn't, oh, yes, they had to see the ticket and a photo ID. So Larry, being snarky, pulls out his retired 06 colonel with his ticket. And we hand it through the window to the young man. And I don't know if he was shaking or forgot how to salute, but he just was. He was the papers <laughs> came to the cartoon shake. You're pretty. You're and pretty upset if you forget how to salute. I'll tell you that. It was real, well, I don't think they were supposed to salute, but anyway, I see. he was shaking so bad he just said, "Carry on, sir." <laughs> so, that was it. I don't know what has transpired with this young man over the years, but I think of him often when I think of nervous. He was miserable doing his job, challenging citizens, and we were miserable being challenged. We are, and just to remind your your listeners, we are a free people. We need to understand that sometimes we're inconvenienced to keep that freedom, but that inconvenience should not be permanent. No, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you sharing, and and, uh, again, uh, this is a day to remember all kinds of stuff, Katie, so thanks for chiming in with that. It is now uh, 12 minutes past 5 here at 106.3 WORD, and uh, memories uh, memories galore today. It's the kind of day to share memories. 1-800-347-1063 is the Ingalls Advantage talk line and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307. At which, uh, by the way, Texter said, everybody's uh, talking about Bob Woodward riding on Nixon's coattails. Nobody's talked about how uh, uh, Mueller wiped cell phones clean. Uh, all right, let's take a look at the, the DOJ records about the Mueller's team wiping cell phones. Uh, these are records from the Department of Justice that were obtained because of a lawsuit that uh, uh, was brought uh, to, uh, to to drag this out of the Justice Department, a uh, a lawsuit that uh, uh, I might add took a while. Uh, it, it came from the group called Judicial Watch, which is a pretty tenacious bunch of folks. Thirteen past the hour now, but uh, at least several dozen phones were wiped of information because of forgotten passcodes, irreparable screen damage, loss of the device, intentional deletion, or other reasons. And uh, uh, you have to wonder about how well these folks were being being supervised. Uh, the report concludes that investigators found no intentional misconduct or political bias surrounding the probe's launch and efforts to seek a foreign uh, intelligence uh, surveillance warrant to monitor uh, former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. Yeah, that was quite a conclusion. <laughs> you, you base a FISA request on a purely made-up document, the Steele dossier, and then you reach the conclusion that, oh, well, it's just a a big old uh, oopsie there. Yeah, right. Uh, It's pretty bizarre. The uh, initial investigation, of course, was very invasive. 
and launched on the thinnest of suspicions. And to hear about all of these uh, these phones that were being uh, wiped clean uh, <laughs> under the, the flimsiest of excuses, I mean, really, uh, the extent to which those in the government will bend over backwards to find excuses. Uh, the uh, the wiping of these phones, <laughs> well, to, to quote a famous public figure, come on, man. 1-800-347-1063 is the Ingalls Advantage talk line. 1-800-347-1063. Love to hear from you uh, right here at 1063. WORD, now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, everywhere on the Radio.com app. Our time now is Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, if you insist, thank you. And it is 520. Good afternoon, all. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3. We've got uh, Lee in Simpsonville who's called in to talk with us this afternoon. Good afternoon. Good Friday afternoon, Lee. Good Friday afternoon, Jimbo. Yes, sir. I just thought I would uh, relay a, a little 911 story for sure. you. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was out in Salt Lake City on business, and I was scheduled to come home that day. Of course, being a couple hours behind uh, East Coast time, we were just basically getting up and getting ready for the day. Uh, I was at the airport Hilton, and I turned the television on and saw what was happening, and after the rage passed for a moment, I called downstairs and said, I want to extend my reservation. They said, oh, no, we need all the rooms for the airline industry. And I don't know where it came from, but I said, uh, you don't understand. You can't refuse me because of the Hoteliers Act of 1949. Uh, you will have to start an eviction process, and that may take you a month. So whatever you want to do, but I'm staying. And because um, uh, this is a long way from Salt Lake City to South Carolina. Just a bit, yeah. Just a bit. So anyway, he, he humbled around for a minute or two and said, well, we're going to raise your rate $100. And I said, I don't care what you charge me, but I'm not giving up this hotel room. And uh, the funny thing is, there's no such thing as the Hoteliers Act of 1949. <laughs> I was going to say, I had never heard of that, but I figured you were going <laughs> to. Well, That's very the funny. You never heard of it. Yeah, the reason you never heard of it is because it doesn't exist. But it kept me in my room for the rest of the week. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. That's beautiful. No, I, 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 that's, that's really good. When I was uh, a college debater, I, uh, we, I had a book 
what I called the wisdom book, and it was a big, thick book. It was old. It, it was, uh, I think it was leather-bound. It, it just dripped wisdom. And any time I had a point to make and I didn't have evidence to back it up, I would just make a blatant assertion, and I would wave the book. And people assumed <laughs> that, that what I was saying came out of this, this book of wisdom. I never said it did. I just waved yeah. the book. <laughs> but the Hoteliers right, well, Act of 1949, is that right? Yep, that, and that'll keep you a hotel room if you, if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very. Have you have you used that little trick more than once, Lee? No, that was the one and only time. And like I said, I have no earthly idea where it came from in my mind, but it came That's out. Brilliant. And, uh, so anyway, have a good afternoon. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for sharing that. That's quite a story. Yeah, I had a a friend of mine who was in uh, Oklahoma City, uh, living in Maryland, but uh, was for whatever reason in Oklahoma City. I think visiting relatives, maybe. And uh, she, uh, of course, you couldn't go anywhere. And so she did wind up somehow getting a rental car. It wasn't easy. It took a lot of looking, but she finally got a rental car and she drove across country. I was supposed to spend September the 11th and the 12th of uh, 2001 in Milwaukee and Nashville. I had to give a speech in Milwaukee at the National Newspaper Association. And then I was to attend the Radio Television Digital News Association convention in Nashville. Well, both were canceled, of course. But uh, uh, those particular uh, events, in fact, to this day, I have, uh, I have not been to Milwaukee. That was my one chance I was ever uh, called in Milwaukee. I visit Wisconsin occasionally, but I don't make it to Milwaukee. That was my one shot to get there. Nashville, I've been there a number of times, beautiful city, but that was what I had canceled by 9-11. Uh, it was a bizarre little plane, uh, a triangle of flights from Washington to Milwaukee, Milwaukee to Nashville, Nashville back to Washington, and uh, such uh, was not to be. But I remember uh, coming outside the morning after, the morning after 9-11, the morning of, uh, of 9-12, if you will, and just looking up at the sky, and it was, of course, pristine, pure. Now, where I lived at the time was very close to uh, one major airport and not that far from another airport. And jet contrails were just a common part of our sky. And I looked up in the sky, and it had to be one of those cloudless days anyway, the sky was blue from horizon to horizon. I remember thinking, the skies of this country have not been that clear probably since the 1930s, back before the, the DC-3 came along and, and instituted the era of, uh, of airline flight. So it, uh, it was a bizarre time. If you are too young to remember much about it, uh, it, it was uh, a blindsided time. Uh, I suppose for many people who were alive at the time, it was not unlike uh, Pearl Harbor. But with, with Pearl Harbor, if you had been following the news at all, you knew that the United States and Japan were not happy with each other. And while certainly an attack on uh, our naval base at Pearl Harbor was not anticipated by anybody, but, but the bigwigs in Washington, the President Roosevelt's and the people in the know, thought that the Japanese might make a military move somewhere. They just didn't think it would be that big of a move. With 
there were people who had reason to believe that something like this might happen, but not imminently. They had found in a safe house in Manila uh, plans that al-Qaeda had to possibly use hijacked airplanes as, as guided missiles. And what was remarkable at the time, and of course that raised all kinds of questions about how much information is passed along to people who need it, that information did not make it to decision makers for some reason. There has always been this problem in the intelligence community, and I used to have a very high security clearance. There's always been this problem of the need to know. And the concept is a good concept. You shouldn't know something unless you have a need to know. But the people charged with the nation's security had a real need to know that al-Qaeda was interested in flying planes into buildings. You'd think that would be critical to know, if for no other reason than, oh, let's say, watching who goes to flight schools, as we later found out we should have been watching, especially watching for students who had no interest in landing a plane. They had alternative means of landing that they had in mind. So uh, the problem with the need-to-know concept is you've got to really think about it and realize who does, in fact, have a need-to-know. It's uh, sort of like the monks who used to uh, inscribe the Bible back in the, in the Dark Ages when Western civilization was hanging on by a thread. And uh, uh, these people would make copies, these monks would make copies of old uh, Greek and Roman texts of the of the uh, the Bible, well, they wouldn't let anybody read them. They failed to realize that, of course, the whole point of a Bible is to be able to read it. And so they were preserving these Bibles, but they forgot the reason they were preserving it. I move up to, uh, to uh, 9-11, and uh, just before that, we had intelligence gathering. People were gathering intelligence, but they forgot the reason why they gathered intelligence. They gathered intelligence so we could stay one step ahead of the bad guys. The information that al-Qaeda was interested in using airliners as guided missiles was out there, but it did not make the front desk inbox of the big shots at the CIA and elsewhere. Jim Bohannon for Bob McLean. It's good to be with you on this September the 11th of 2020. And uh, we've got more to come. Stay with us. The latest news will be coming your way very shortly on 106.3 WORD. The time is 529. Thanks for joining us today. It's uh, great to have you with us on this September the 11th of 2020. At the time, I'm not sure what we would have thought ahead to uh, to uh, 19 years down the road being like. Uh, we certainly, I don't think, would have, would have thought of a pandemic and uh, that the 9-11 anniversary would be sort of in passing, really. I doubt we would have would have thought about that at all. At the time, we were we were in shock, totally in shock. This is 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, with our Ingalls Advantage talk line available, 1-800-347-1063. And if you have any 9-11 memories you'd like to share, we'd love to hear them, 
1063 and the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307. Tech, checking the uh, text line here. Um, let's see here. Um, I was fortunate enough to be, do some work on Dobbins Air Force Base and I got to see some military equipment. Uh, the A-10, that's the uh, Thunderbolt or the Warthog, as it's more commonly known. Helicopters, F-15s, it was kind of nice. Uh, okay, well, uh, military memories can be uh, can be uh, pleasant memories. Some of mine are, frankly, uh, although some of them are, are just not that pleasant. <laughs> I, I was proud to serve, but I wasn't exactly thrilled uh, at the time I spent in the military. It was just something that you had to do, and so, uh, and so I did it. Uh, anyway. We were talking a bit about the uh, Mueller team wiping cell phones. And uh, Republican lawmakers would like to know whether or not they were wiped uh, deliberately uh, just to keep from being reviewed by the Justice Department's inspector general. No, the Democrats would never do a thing like that. No. Republican uh, members of Congress have begun calling for answers after these newly released records from the Justice Department uh, indicated that at least several dozen phones belonging to members of Mueller's team were wiped of information because of uh, forgotten passcode, screen damage, loss of the device, intentional deletion, or uh, other reasons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how many of them were good reasons. But uh, again... The phones were wiped uh, before the Justice Department's Inspector General's office could review them. Now, whether or not that was the reason they were wiped, or you just believe that the wipe fairy was out uh, doing his thing, I don't know. I know that uh, Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley has written a letter to Attorney General Bill Barr and FBI Director Christopher Wray asking for information on just what actions were taken to recover material deleted from the devices under the theory, of course, that very few things were ever really totally, completely deleted. Grassley wrote, it appears that special counsel Mueller's team may have deleted federal records that could be key to better understanding their decision-making process as they pursued their investigation and wrote their report. Indeed, many officials apparently deleted the records after the Department of Justice Inspector General began his inquiry into how the department mishandled Crossfire, uh, crossfire Hurricane. Uh, suffice it to say that uh, the, the timing was just a little too convenient, a little too coincidental, don't you think? I would think so. Uh, Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson says he's outraged by the news. I am aware of the concept of anticipatory obstruction of justice, and that is you can see somebody coming after something you've got, so you'll get rid of it beforehand. And that doesn't make it any less a violation of, of the law. Johnson says the action of accidentally wiping a phone because you entered the wrong password too many times makes him highly skeptical. Yeah, that does seem rather iffy to me. A dozen people making the same mistakes, completely unbelievable. Yeah, apparently <laughs> they, they didn't take time to get their, uh, their, uh, uh, stories in a row, apparently. Uh, 
Let's see here. Uh, Hillary apparently uh, says this one texture claims that they're Hillary. And uh, when you say wipe, do you mean like with a disinfectant or hand sanitizer? Yes, that's what we mean. That is exactly what we mean. It's the kind of question that she would ask. And in fact, at one time did, as I recall. But uh, uh, Devin Nunez, who, of course, is the ranking Republican on the House Intelligence Committee, calls the lost data an amazing coincidence. Isn't it, though? I mean, it's it just remarkable how these things can happen like this. And as I say, if you're going to pull this kind of a stunt, wouldn't it be smarter just to get together and say, okay, let's pick a plausible story? I would think uh, this one isn't uh, plausible, really. Nunez says, it's an amazing coincidence that all these professional investigators kept accidentally wiping their phones. You'd think these people would come up with a more believable excuse for hiding evidence. Wouldn't you, though? I mean, you really would. They've reached the point where they're not even trying now. I mean, (laughs) you're supposed to play the game and pretend that this really happened, folks, okay? Otherwise, you're insulting us. All right. Um, The Justice Department records show that uh, Mueller Deputy Andrew Weissman accidentally wiped his phone twice after ending the wrong passcode too many times in March of 2018, where James Quarles' phone wiped itself without his intervention, according to the records. Don't you hate when your phone does that? In addition, the records indicate attorney Greg Andre's phone was also wiped due to a forgotten passcode. The documents also say the phones of both Mueller deputy Kyle Freeney and Rush Atkinson were wiped accidentally after they entered the wrong passcode too many times. You know, if that's what happens with your phones when you enter the wrong passcode, don't you think that it would behoove you to be really careful when entering the passcode, like one button at a time? Wouldn't you think? I would think. I I would seriously think that. So, for what it's worth, uh, we'll see where it goes. Oh, a phone belonging to uh, Lisa Page was restored to factory settings when the IG's office received it. Other officials, whose names were redacted from this report, claim that they, they unintentionally turned their phone, uh, returned their phone to its uh, factory settings, which deleted all records of communication. Phone was in airplane mode, no passcode invented, uh, provided. Uh, Data unable to be recovered, so had to be wiped. Well, (laughs) as Lindsey Graham put it, if you can't manage your own phone, why should we trust you to investigate a crime? That's uh, a worthwhile point. So it's one thing to be lied to. It's something else to not even been given a plausible lie. Okay, we we expect them to try. Try to convince us that, that, that this is not one giant... Uh, coincidence. Otherwise, you're just mocking us. You're suggesting that nothing can be done. And of course, if the uh, Democrats hit the trifecta, the uh, keep the House, take the Senate, take the presidency, uh, nothing will be done. This will become uh, very much ancient, ancient history. But I hope that it doesn't because that would be the wrong thing to do. I mean, I don't know if if getting Trump is so important that it doesn't matter what you do. Is that, is that their view? That if you're, you're out to get Trump, that you, you have this immunity from prosecution? I, I don't know. I don't know. By the way, we're hearing more about uh, China policy. Whoever wins this election, the U.S. seems clearly to have turned a corner 
in its relations with China, and uh, things are not going to be friendly from this point on. In the past four years, of course, President Trump broke with decades of policy that broadly fostered closer ties between the two countries and uh, demanded that China actually live up to what they said they would do. When they signed a treaty, the president had the gall to suggest that they should actually obey what they agreed to do. You agree not to manipulate your currency? Don't manipulate your currency. You agree to protect intellectual property? Protect intellectual property. You agree not to uh, grab portions of open ocean and with uh, artificial islands make them into territorial waters? Don't do that. Shame on him. Well, we now have a Biden... China policy that I'll bring up here when we come back. Suffice it to say that uh, he's going to be really tough on China. Gee, I wonder what Hunter would say about that. This is 106.3 WORD, now at 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson. Everywhere on the Radio.com app, Jimbo for Bobby Mack, and it's now 15 before 6. Thanks much. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Ten minutes now before 6 o'clock on this Friday. It is the 19th anniversary of 9-11, 53 days before the election. Uh, Sarah calls in from Greer. Good afternoon, Sarah. Hi, Jim. It's good to Hi. hear your voice. We Thank enjoy you. listening to you very, very much. Thank you. Um, I remember so clearly uh, I was teaching two of my granddaughters and a friend, Latin, at our son's house. And right before I left home here to go there, the first plane hit the, the first tower. And so I rushed up there, and we were watching the news, and the second one hit. And uh, the little girls were upset, and so was I. And so before we knew about the Pennsylvania one, we knelt in the uh, den floor and had a prayer for our country and for those people. And uh, uh, it was so reassuring uh, for us to be, be in that position of praying. So I just want to let you know that uh, it was a terrible experience, but um, we shall prevail on. So uh, just wanted to add that to memories about this, this day. Well, I thank you very much for that, Sarah. Uh, the kids back then, do they have much memory of what happened? They, they never talk about it, um, and mm -hmm. I've never brought it up again. Sure. But, um, well, uh, no I, need to, I suppose. I'm sure have, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we've, we've not discussed it again. Well. And I finished up Latin. I taught him several years. So um, it was a good experience, but bad one well. for that. Well, Sarah, I thank you for sharing that. It's important, I think, that we, we share something. It's a, a, a common bond that, that holds us together. 
that uh, reminds us that uh, that we have a lot more in common or should have than, than we have that, that divides us. Thank you for that. Sarah and Greer, appreciate that very much. Thank you, ma'am. All right. And, uh, again, uh, you can uh, join us here if you wish to uh, be a part of the, uh, the get-together. You can uh, simply grab us at uh, the Ingalls Advantage talk line, 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063, or the uh, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307. We'll check that again here in uh, just a moment. Don't forget, again, that uh, I'm very proud that uh, the best of Bohannon is now featured on uh, Sunday evenings on 106.3 WORD from 8 till 10 p.m., I want to tell you about this Sunday evening's program. The 8 o'clock hour will be featuring Representative Ken Buck, a Colorado Republican from their 4th Congressional District, and his efforts to try and keep the ignorant riffraff from tearing down national monuments. The uh, second hour, 9 p.m. hour, Sunday evening at 106.3 WORD, Adam Angievsky, the CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com, one of the largest private databases of government spending in the world. That one will uh, will make your jaw drop, but it's worth hearing. That's a Sunday evening, 8 till 10 p.m., right here on 106.3 WORD, the best of Bohannon. We thank you for, for joining us. That uh, new China policy, by the way, this is interesting. The top Asia official in the Obama State Department is now a senior advisor to the Biden campaign, Kurt Campbell. And he is quoted as saying, I think there is a broad recognition in the Democratic Party that Trump was largely accurate in diagnosing China's predatory practices. Really? wonder how long he'll stay as a top advisor to Joe Biden. Again, I'll repeat that. From Kurt Campbell, the top Asia official in the Obama State Department and a senior advisor to the Biden campaign, Biden advisor Kurt Campbell says, I think there is a broad recognition in the Democratic Party that Trump was largely accurate in diagnosing China's predatory practices. Biden aides are now saying that they would expand the government-backed campaign to compete in strategic high-tech sectors such as artificial intelligence, uh, quantum computing, and next-generation 5G wireless and so on. Uh, those policies are meant to curb, of course, uh, Chinese economic power and influence and uh, reduce uh, interdependence. Uh, Mr. Trump's tariffs could also remain under President Biden. That's what we're hearing. Now, if they really mean this, I, I don't know, but that's what we're hearing. While Biden has criticized the Trump trade war as self-destructive, the campaign, the Biden campaign, has refused to pledge removing the, the tariffs. So you have to wonder... They say only they will be re-evaluated, which is often inside the Beltway talk for uh, we blew it. Democrats in Congress say they would pressure Biden to keep some tariffs in place to protect American workers. So it could be that Joe Biden is running into all kinds of, of opposition from his campaign staff and from Democrats on Capitol Hill. How interesting. Let's go to Kim in uh, Lake uh, Toxaway. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, I... Uh, ma'am, I'm sorry, go ahead. Did we lose Kim? I think we may have lost Kim. I'll tell you what, Kim, if you would try again, perhaps you, you passed into uh, 
I don't know, a bad cell zone there or something. I don't know, but but uh, you were getting a little a little quavery and breaking in and out, as it were. So we'd love to hear from you. Again, uh, it's interesting that uh, the Democrats feel the need to talk out of both sides of their mouths. Uh, the uh, president's trade practices were self-destructive, but we may just keep them in place anyway. Uh, the president was wrong in his confrontational way with the Chinese, but we may keep on doing it anyway. There was no uh, violence in our, our, our major cities, but we're going to see to it that the law is enforced. I, I, I have to admit that, that the Democrats are not really doing a very effective job here. I mean, th- this is confusion. This is scattershot aim in all directions. If Joe Biden is someone's puppet, would they please p- pull the strings? I mean, this this is really getting kind of bizarre, all right? Uh, and, but I would like to thank them. Thank you very much for being wishy-washy. Thank you very much for changing direction. Thank you very much for not being able to decide which way you're going because it's making it a lot easier for the rest of us to have Donald Trump reelected. So we appreciate it. We appreciate it very much. Thanks so much. All right, Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD. And we'll continue with more. And Robards has the news coming up. It's three minutes now before 6 p.m. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.